0: Hey everyone. Welcome to another bonus episode of Entry Level Left. My name is Matt, and this episode is actually sponsored by Mike Bloomberg for president.
1: <laughs> Go Bloomberg.
0: Just kidding. Bloomberg um, is fam. Yeah, he's become the new Soros. So we're getting our funding where we can We've switch it. teams. Anyway, we've got a great episode for y'all tonight about Bernie, news, all types of uh political hand wringing and so on. So Without further ado, um, if you are a new listener to our podcast, you can find us at Entry Level Left on Facebook, Twitter. On Facebook, in our About section, you can find a link tree which has links to everything that we're on, all of our platforms. If you're interested in donating, a one-time donation, you can hit us up on PayPal. Uh, We have a Patreon as well. If you enjoy our content, you feel like you get some value out of it, please consider uh, donating to us on PayPal or Patreon. That really helps us keep the show going. Um, if you want to give us a um, review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere, that would really help us out. Um, we really appreciate all of our listeners. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. And just want to shout out to um, Ali on our Patreon, our first donor. Uh, we're really excited about that. Hope you keep listening. And we've got a lot of great responses uh, this week and uh, in the past months. Um, Doing really well on downloads, and we just want to thank everyone in our community for just the support, the overwhelming uh, positivity that we've received. Um, We really, really appreciate that, guys and gals. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Um, We're going to be talking about Bernie's big win in Nevada. Correct.
2: Absolute fucking blowout. Yeah. Dunzo. Every other candidate absolutely dunked on. My boy Bernie carried 74% of the Latino vote. Um, lot of Bernie bros, uh, white Bernie bros. Um, (laughs) but not 74%. So,
1: yeah. So I was, I was looking at the numbers actually. It blew me away. Um, so average dick length of Bloomberg voters was at 1.8 inches. Wow. Uh, Warren at s- a pr- impressive 7.6 inches. Damn. All right. Uh, but Bernie 9.8 inches. That's impressive. You ha-
2: you have it here, folks. D- fuck Nate Silver. He doesn't have the statistics. That mean shit to you.
1: It's Listen, here. Entry Ber- to the left. Bernie has the BBC vote. If you care about
0: big dick energy, Bernie Sanders is the campaign that's to win, to beat trump to beat trump in a lightsaber contest there's no other <laughs>
2: you don't need big dick structural change if you already have a big dick so and we proved that in nevada huge dicks all around not to be like that misogynist birdie st- uh
0: bro stereotype here that Damn it now out. we're comparing dick length fuck all that identity where shit. did you find anyway. that information by the way did you just make that up nah, yeah come on man <laughs> yeah, no he <laughs> you found think that, that was a real thing God. <laughs> anyway yeah bernie sanders uh 46.8 percent of the vote um, um, and,
2: and clearly the uh media class has been having an absolute normal one uh, since this, uh, yeah, they're losing their shit. They're no, they're very, they're very much in favor of a Bernie Sanders presidency. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure there's at least probably maybe two whole op eds out now, um, talking about how Bernie can win. Uh, very impressive. Um, obviously, I'm being entirely sarcastic. The media's had an absolute meltdown. We've seen yet again more Nazi comparisons uh, to the rise of what would be the potentially first Jewish president in American history. What was that, Uh Chris
0: Matthews? Chris Matthews. Matthews He has
2: apologized as of now, but...
0: You know, it was funny, uh, and people can look this up. If I find the picture again, I might post it on the main page on Facebook. But someone got on Wikipedia on Chris Matthews' page. Oh, I saw that shit. And they edited the entry for his um, cause of death. And the cause of death was Bernie executed him in Central Park. <laughs> and, they, in a, and they set the date for January yeah, 21st, January. the day after Inauguration Day <laughs> in 2020. Just, like, incredible that somebody did that, but, like... Thank you, meme lords, yeah. for doing your, your diligence. Thank the, you, base meme, meme lords, for yeah. dunking on Chris Matthews, who, yeah. if you're not familiar, he he compared Bernie's absolute crushing win um, in Nevada to... What
1: was it? the fall the fr- of the, the fall, fall of France, France to the Nazis, To the
0: Nazis, which I mean,
1: I don't know, like that's a very convenient example. That's, it, right. It tends Pretty to sit big on reach. the back of my mind all the time. And I right, just right. always <laughs> think about the time that that France fell to the Nazis, definitely right. just a totally normal, normal thing, thing to just fucking reference. I mean, yeah, that's that's what's
2: like amazing about the whole the whole thing is because now that. You know, we've 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 been essentially gaslighted left and right throughout for the past four years, but especially since Bernie started or he announced his run again. You know, we've heard, you know, incessant, you know, uh, talk or or point after point. This is sort of media class people, establishment Democrat people, talking about how it's all the Bernie Bros, all these white guys, really angry and mean to us online. Bernie can't win any votes of color. He carries, you know, Nevada happens. He carries 74% of the Latino vote, currently leading nationally among black voters, among Hispanic voters, uh, amongst everyone. He's truly the unity candidate, folks. Um, But it it doesn't really seem to phase those people at all. And in fact, they've actually gone just completely mask off. Bonkers. They've gone full on mask off at this point, because, you know, we heard... Vote blue no matter who. We were gaslighted with that shit forever. Uh, Bernie people still need to vote for the candidate, even if it's not Bernie. Um, But now that Bernie looks like he's in the lead and probably going to be the, or at least carry the most delegates into the nomination, uh, we've seen James Carville on MSNBC. uh, And there's a sound clip we'll probably include in the episode of him explicitly stating that their goal, the DNC's, and the superdelegates goal is to keep bernie under that delegate threshold so they can deny him the nomination. Right, and they've pretty much come out like in in like full
0: disclosure that they're trying to, you know, head towards a brokered convention. And I mean Bloomberg came out recently and said that he's going to fight to the bitter end, but this is literally why Bloomberg is in the race. If you look at Bernie's tax plan and what Bloomberg stands to lose under Bernie's plan, you know what he spent so far in terms of like marketing and basically paying Democrats. Like he kind of had a Freudian slip on stage right. at the debate. He, you know, and I mean, I mean, it's funny because he literally is paying off people
2: to support him. Like, well, they just announced today two. I think it's either two of the pledged super delegates or two of the. Can't remember. If it's two of the pledged super delegates or two of the head of the. California state democratic party and there's another one. It could be South Carolina or maybe it's Texas. I don't know. We'll get that shit for you in the, in the show notes, but they're now actively working for the Bloomberg campaign. Um, Ooh. totally no conflict of interest. I'm sure they'll vote very fairly towards whoever <laughs> has the most amount of delegates going into Milwaukee. Well, it's funny cause like Bloomberg's
0: campaign offices, have been vandalized, and I don't know if you you guys saw Critical
2: it. support for satirical purposes only. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> someone drew, like, a, a
1: hammer and sickle on it, it was, one it, of his I, I, You know offices. who it
2: was. It was the Red Guards, the, obviously. The best part, too, <laughs> was, like,
1: they, they put words like authoritarian <clears throat> or, like, capitalist and shit on it, and then NYT piece that was about this happening literally said like slurs vandalized on the Mike Bloomberg yeah oligarch is a slur. Yes, exactly. not just an actual
0: representation of what Mike Bloomberg is. Christ. He is a fucking oligarch.
2: He's a capitalist
0: pig. (laughs) He is putting money into the race specifically because it's a better investment than Bernie winning. Correct. So to him, it's all about money. It's all about numbers. Like, don't trust anything Mike Bloomberg has to say like he was a monster in New York. Yeah. He presided over the one of the most bloated police departments, stop and frisk. He is an enemy of black people and if you don't understand why you should really look into the history of yeah. what he did in New York. I mean, City. he
2: he straight up enacted apartheid level like policing in the New York City boroughs and all that shit. I mean, stop
0: and frisk, you know, they did the uh, if we can find it, I'll find. I'll put it in the show notes. But I think I heard that they found that stop and frisk was like wholly, you know, ine- ineffective at stopping right. any no, type yeah. of crime or thwarting any type of real, you know, plots or anything right. like that. But they also came out and um I think it was on the Intercept or maybe another uh, big podcast like that. They were talking about how. You know the NYPD surveilled Muslim community. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's a post nine eleven. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and, and he sur- defended it up until and, what? Yeah, twenty fifteen. I mean, Bloomberg defended this. No, stuff. I
1: think he only apologized for it like immediately before he actually. Oh, announced okay, okay,
2: okay, but okay.
0: What people need to understand is this guy is is essentially blue Trump. Yeah, he shares all the same white supremacist values and interests as Trump, and he's a symptom of the of the greater rot. So any idea that you have that like Mike Bloomberg is some type of like progressive or that he intends to fix anything with this country toss it out the window and you can you can quote me you can bet me on this and I I, I guarantee you if Mike Bloomberg wins the nomination as and it goes up against Trump not only will he lose but he'll get decimated and the da- Democratic Party will never recover from the public backlash that they'll, they'll, you know, get from that.
2: I don't, I don't personally think if we went into a contested convention though, that the, the super delegates would align to him. I think they'd probably go to like a Buttigieg or a Biden or even maybe a Klobuchar. I don't even know that they would go for Warren, but I'm telling you right the fuck now, if they do any of that shit, first of all, I'm literally going to set my voter registration on fire I will never in my life ever cast a vote for a Democrat ever again. I don't give a shit if they're DSA aligned. Yeah. If from that point on, you know, it would be, you know, because I mean, I'll just say I'm in the DSA. So, you know, from that point on, it would be my mission within the DSA to advocate that we register as a party and completely vacate the yeah, Democratic we need a, establishment. A complete vacation. We of, need a workers
0: party. We need a workers party. I mean, we're. I mean, everyone on this podcast is a full-fledged communist, but we recognize that the working class can make gains through, like, electoralism, and that's why we support Bernie. But ultimately, we know that the mechanics and the, the structures in the Democratic Party and in bourgeois democracy overall are ineffective, and they are designed to keep the rich in power. But, you know, after this, I think, Jared, you and I have kind of agreed, like we're kind of done participating in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean,
2: I mean, it, it really depends. Like here's the reality. I don't even, I'm, you know, I know me and you have gone back and forth on this, but it's like, I don't even feel the need as a leftist of, you know, whatever political tendency to even like justify my support for Sanders. Here's the reality. He is ultimately, and anyone who wants to fight me on this, find me on, slide in my fucking DMS and I will go at it with your ass. But we literally like are witnessing the greatest heightening of class conditions in the United States since the formation of unions. Like, like, and this time it's a multi racial, multi generational, rainbow coalition class struggle that is actually gained the highest has, has a chance to propel into the highest office in the United States. I'm also not delusional to understand that even if Bernie got elected, there would be a series of constraints and confines and all that other shit. But But that's
0: why it's not me us. You know what I mean? We, you know, he, Bernie is very clear. Like he understands the mechanics as well. And he knows that like a lot of his policies and his goals cannot be enacted without general strikes or labor strikes or, you know, great deal of organizing that it's going to take With not only just unions, but people like everyone listening to this podcast, everyone talking
2: on this podcast,
0: it's all up to us.
2: And that's, but I think to bring it back to the point we were initially making, if it goes to a contested convention and they select someone other than Bernie, assuming Bernie has the most pledged delegates, I'm not voting. Uh, I'm going to advocate that we more people don't vote. Um, The Democratic Party will have effectively committed suicide on national television. Uh, And it's on that that point forward for DSA and other aligned organizations to unify around the formation of a workers party, period. End of story, because I'm done with the Democratic Party if that shit happens. Yeah, it's just transparent at this point, like, you know, looking at
0: the policy, like looking at what these people like Schumer and Pelosi do in Congress, like and in the House, like these people do absolutely nothing and even Hillary aides are coming on the record saying that they won't support Bernie. I mean, it couldn't be any more clear that like establishment Democrats don't share the same class interests as the working class, as most people listening to this pod, as most people in America, establishment Democrats don't share your class interests and they'll do anything that they possibly can to obfuscate that they'll, They'll do the Castro stuff that they did to Bernie. They'll smear him on comments out of context. They'll call him a racist. They'll call him a misogynist. They'll call him an anti semite. They'll do everything in the book to try to get you to look at this thing from an like an identity politic standpoint, when it's so clear that it's a class issue. It's a class war. You know, Hillary aides and Hillary stands. Those people don't share the same, you know, fundamental like class interests as people that are supporting Bernie. And what you're seeing with the Democratic Party is a is a clear divide in terms of class interests. You have the old party establishment that is tied to old money, and they're tied to the infrastructure that the Democratic Party survives on. But when you see like people taking money in super packs and super PACs and PACs from these billionaires and big corporations you know bernie has said it before who do you think that these people taking money from these sources are going to be accountable to when they become you know elected or when they get power like honestly you need to ask yourself you know with what you understand about the mechanics and 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 levers of power if someone like elizabeth warren who just announced recently that the, she's taking millions and millions of dollars in in PAC money if you see this happening, like you have to question for yourself, who are these people going to serve if they gain power? And, and I'll tell you right away that Elizabeth Warren taking that, you know, PAC money, it, 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 it impacted her campaign negatively because a lot of the progressives that are still voting for her or pledging support to her. But ultimately, you know, people, especially progressives are starting to realize that this is a class issue, it's not so simple that you can just support, you know, a woman because you want to see more female representation in in government. Like, obviously, I, I think I, it goes without saying. Jared, myself, Nathan, we would all love to see a woman president. It's not that we don't like want a female president. It's that like Warren's policies and her willingness to take PAC money has compromised her values. And this is what we're saying, like, look at the money, look where the money is going. These people are not going to stand up for you if they're getting their money elsewhere. That's why Bernie is the most consistent, the most progressive, and he's the most worthy of your vote if you're a progressive, a Democrat, someone who cares about justice.
1: So not only are, uh, you know, people, woke folks on Twitter having a, a great time, but the uh, the headlines this week seem to be a little bit bonkers as well. Uh, one of my favorites, NYT, said, the Democratic Party devours itself. It starts with the line, in case you were at all confused, Bernie Sanders is the apocalypse or something very close to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it. that sort of echoes exactly like the David Brooks opinion piece, um, just an absolutely just just unveiling exactly what we've known the whole time the title is no not sanders not ever with the caption quote liberalism celebrates certain values reasonable reasonableness conversation compassion tolerance intellectual humility and optimism sanders leadership style embodies the populist values rage bitter and relentless polarization ideological purity uh yeah, yeah. neoliberalism totally dying uh We've also seen that based on comments like this from David Brooks, enough to write a whole opinion piece, the quote-unquote never Trump Republicans were always Trump Republicans and will never vote for an actually progressive candidate. In fact, in my own personal opinion, even if it was some shithead like Pete Buttigieg, they still wouldn't vote for someone like that. They probably voted for fucking Trump in 2016, as I've stated on many episodes prior. The reality is neoliberalism is dying. It died the moment that Trump stepped into the White House in 2016,
1: and that's just the way it is. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, not only NYT was going off, uh, Washington Post this week posted, uh, no, Bernie Sanders isn't authentic, just like Trump, which is great. It's always a good comparison to have. Uh, One quote says, It is worth noting first that speaking your mind without filters is not a sign of political authenticity. It usually indicates a basic lack of respect for others. In almost any human interaction other than politics, Sanders' outbursts on the debate stage would be taken as a sign of general jerkness. For Trump, such graceful, uh, gracelessness is a lifestyle. Filtering out the worst of ourselves, demeaning language, crude insults, pushy interruptions, that does not hide who we really are. It shows the kind of human beings we want to be.
2: Yep. Uh-huh. You love you, you <laughs> love yep. to see it folks. The establishment dying. You love to hear it. Establishment's dying. Anyway, speaking of establishments dying and political authenticity, Fidel Castro um no. in the news this week, uh, yet again beyond the grave, um due to some comments that were made by Bernie Sanders in relation specifically to the improvements of Cuba's literacy program and their healthcare work both internally and abroad. It's so funny that you know liberals
0: still allow Castro to live rent-free in their heads. Yes, <laughs> I saw that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was a good take. Yep. Courtesy of Donald Parkinson. Um, I mean, the reality is like regardless of your views on Cuba, anyone's views on Cuba, nothing that Sanders said was even remotely radical. Uh, he simply stated that Cuba has a strong literacy program. That's a documented fact as far as major institutions, like, for instance, the United Nations is concerned. Uh, same applies to healthcare. But, you know, he angered some Cuban dissidents in Miami which oh geez I was I was surely counting on them to vote Democrat let alone for (laughs) fucking Bernie Sanders but it's just that's just the reality in the United States we can't take any fucking political comment without a single with any any grain of nuance
0: and I mean the funny thing is is I don't know if you mentioned this but Obama literally said this, had the yes, same comments exactly. verbatim, about Castro.
2: Verbatim, the same exact but remarks. But it
0: wasn't, so, like, liberals always take this shit out of context. And I mean, the establishment media doesn't help too much, but... It's crazy, like, Bernie didn't even say nice things about Castro. He literally just said the education system improved or was, yeah. like, better. Yeah, he said
2: too... Okay, he honestly said two very liberal things Cuba, about Cuba.
0: Cuba has like better literacy, better like education, better healthcare and better all all of that stuff like than than the US like by statistics. Right. Like they are like more advanced than the US. They've made greater strides than us. And it's clear in like their statistics and like mortality rate and Different things like that.
2: I'm predicting it now. One of the first vaccines and or cures we're going to see for this coronavirus is going to come out of Cuba. Well, like Cuba had
0: a lung cancer vaccine. Right.
2: Which we can't get access to because because of the the embargo. But it's like how a country has managed to do that with the sanctions and put, which I do kind of have some additional respect for Sanders and the fact that like he then kind of used that, the criticism that was being laid on him to segue into a broader conversation about essentially American imperialism abroad, because again, that's never anything I thought in my lifetime I would see like a political candidate vying Mm -hmm. for the presidency, like openly discuss like that the U S has had a role in destabilizing virtually ever, every major democratically elected, uh, president in any other country that has dared to defy, u.s. imperial hegemony it's yeah, somewhat, like
0: it's so m- monolithic don't you think that right. he said that like yeah to challenge the establishment and u.s. imperialism on such a deep deep level yeah specifically the military industrial complex
2: but yeah
1: and it's interesting to like i've talked to a few more kind of liberal voters this week and they've all kind of been like well i don't know i mean maybe he was just a little bit too defensive of of socialist uh places like Cuba," and it's like what, what are you talking about? Like, literally, he says the words back to you, uh, yeah, authoritarianism is bad. I don't approve of that. Right. But- the literacy program was pretty good right like, the only message that you should really take from that is that like you don't need markets to do productive right. things and like that is the yeah. point is like he's saying that like any program that he he says that can happen is the idea that like you don't need the markets to guide yourself yeah. in creating something that's like awesome you know right and to me honestly it's like i mean i know i'm a lefty left guy but it's like
2: what Sanders has said consistently should be, like, the standard for any self-respecting liberal, even. Like, yeah. he has explicitly condemned Cuba far more than I... In my opinion, Cuba has more defensible things than it does indefensible yeah, I would, things. Yeah, I mean, I would not be
0: caught dead, like, saying Cuba is bad. I, yeah, I mean, like,
2: I mean, yeah, they have... Challenges they have things they have things that aren't so great by Western liberal democratic standards. But when have they, as I said on a previous episode on imperialism, when have countries put in Cuba's position by the United States ever been given the opportunity to even attempt a Western style liberal notion of democracy? I mean,
0: I mean, with the embargo, yeah, like with the embargo,
2: with the sanctions, with the over 700 assassination attempts on Castro's life, like being surrounded by a, a relentless onslaught of aggressor US-backed nations Yeah, and a
0: capitalist world system. Yeah, where like yeah, I mean you you can't survive as a blockaded socialist island in a capitalist world system. Right. It's just like but then they blame it on Cuba itself on
2: on their policy as specifically. As if like
0: as if revolution against Batista wasn't an absolute moral imperative. Right,
2: and that's the thing that I would like to see Sam Sanders as a self-described socialist get more critical on is like, I'm not saying he needs to come out and say like, Oh, you know, Castro is good or did more good than bad. I'm not saying that what I at least need him to get more like more, uh, uh, what's the word he needs to get more urgent clear on more clear. He needs to be more clear on, Explicitly stating things like the reason why X government or X country is suffering and their people are starving and their economic system isn't working and they're not as democratic as they once were is because of sanctions that have been imposed on their country that have fried them into gridlock on doing anything you know, productive for the majority of their people, and therefore they are forced into starvation mode where they are just trying to survive by any means necessary. And unfortunately, when you position a country into that, you know, box, they're, it's very hard for them to then abide by, you know, Western democratic notions of liberal democracy when they're they're being... They're essentially having thirty rockets pointed at them and sending one off at each individual time and you're telling them to be calm, you know that's yeah. basically what that's like and while also funding the opposition to their government,
0: yeah, it's like you're playing God with these people yeah and in then, a lot of bl- but it's an effective
2: ways. strategy because how many people Have you heard, we've all joked about it before, who bring up Venezuela anytime you talk about socialism? Venezuela is less socialist than Norway, okay? Like, they have implemented...
0: They're primarily a a, a mixed-market economy. Yes, they're a mixed-market
2: economy. The only thing that they have really done that is that socialist is they nationalized their oil industry, which even Scandinavian countries have done. So the idea that they are like you know, upholding some like Marxist-Leninist tradition of Soviet-style <laughs> socialism is ludicrous. The reason that Venezuela has, you know, become the way that it is, or many of these countries have become the way that they are, or and even Cuba has become the way that it is, is because of billions of dollars in U.S. sanctions that are preventing funds, resources, all these other things into their country. And it's just like, this is where I get angry as a leftist with someone like Sanders is I'm like, why are you not articulating that in some fashion? Like the people who are coming at you already are going to continue to, whether you call Castro the worst dictator of all time, or you continue to double down on your takes. So why not at least be honestly articulate on this issue in more detail and more nuance? Because people are listening. He has you, he you has want a him to huge respond platform. more and
0: say even more about what he did.
2: I don't need him to say more specifically about Cuba, but I need him to look and point at specific countries and say how are you going to criticize them? When the majority of what's wrong in that country is U.S. sanctions, he not did, a, not an evil dictator.
1: I mean, in the debate, he did sort of reference <laughs> other countries that we that. have helped, yeah. sort of They'll overthrow never governments. That. You know what like I mean? Even They're in the still... debate,
2: no, I, I'm not. Yes, they won't, Matt. I, and I'm aware of that. But like, what I do know is that there are young people, and there are people who are being energized by Sanders right now who do need to hear that. Yeah, because they are still. Kind of grifting in that liberalism. And if they heard that, I think it would help them better understand American imperialism. Because I've seen countless like Bernie people online when people start coming at them with the, oh, he's pro Castro. Oh, what about Venezuela? They completely dissolve. They're like, oh, yeah, well, not that kind of socialism. Oh, well, not those kind of policies, not those dictators. Yeah. It's like, so th- what that shows me is that they're clearly not articulate on what is actually happening in those countries. And it's on someone like Sanders to be really more vocal about those issues, in my opinion, yeah. in my not opinion, to,
0: not to brush it away. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that would be the yeah, ideally. Yeah. But because what are, I
2: don't think that that is a very radical thing for him to do. It's just, no, I it's agree. Just a state.
0: I agree. But what about it? It being like, don't you think it could be a strategy of like? Say he chooses that thing to ignore for a little while, and then people forget about it quicker. And then it—you it mean help, with like the
2: Castro comments—it helps them in the long yeah, term. I, maybe that is, and that's you know that because if he
0: drags about talking about it, it'll become a central issue in the debate. Right. Well,
2: as far as I'm concerned, the issue's kind of already like it's already been debated and done. But I'm saying in that moment when it was being talked about, that would have been the time to say, "Not now." Yeah, but unless it comes up again in the future, which it very, it it will once, once if he becomes the nominee and starts going against Trump, I mean, they're going to throw every socialist. I mean, this, that, and they're going to say, uh,
0: speaking of which, like they think that he's like going to rob them of all their money. They're going to, he's, you know, the right wing propaganda is telling them that they're going to pay 50, 52% of their $29,000 salary. (laughs) And like conservatives are so like, Brainwashed that they believe this shit. Well, but they won't look it up. They won't look it up. Yeah, they, look it up. It, yeah. they don't give a shit. But like, you can literally go on Bernie's website, and it's all laid out there for you. It says who's paying what, and unless you pay like, or unless you make like over thirty thousand dollars a year, you don't pay anything. Right. Yeah. So like, say okay. So if you make, let's say like you make thirty six thousand dollars, right? You only pay like what forty dollars or
2: something like, like that. It's like yeah, but it's like ten percent of your... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. People year. fundamentally do not know how taxes work. Right, at you would all. pay. They don't understand 40? that like when they look at the fifty-two percent, uh, which is not for twenty-nine thousand, it's for ten million dollars. Yeah. A little bit of a number difference there. Um, you're not paying fifty-two percent on every dollar that you made under ten million. You're paying for every dollar you made above ten right, million. That's exactly. how taxes with, work in our country. With right.
0: thirty six thousand dollars a year under Bernie's Medicare for All plan, you would pay forty dollars right. for a year.
2: Right. But I think they were talking about they were one of the breakdowns they were showing is like in tax. Overall, what would your taxes look like afterwards? Not just Medicare for All, but everything. And it's like for someone in that bracket, it's like less than 12%. It's a yeah. very small percentage annually.
0: But even like you wouldn't. But that
2: that that kind of shit, though, they're going to run on regardless. They're not. They don't care about going on his website and shit. That's why that's why I don't. They're like, oh, well, what these all these Republicans are going to use this, that and the other against it? It's like they're going to call Buttigieg a socialist if he's the nominee. Yeah, like they're going to call they're going to call Biden a fucking Castroist. Even though
0: even though they'll call him a socialist, even though uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg got taunted at a union event in south carolina yeah, that's
2: that that is like the funniest fucking thing ever by all
0: like mostly black
2: people like right. mostly black Wor- voters right workers of color and yeah. they
0: were they were chanting um you can't be our president what happened to 15 in south bend right you Should- can't be our president what happened? To, uh, what about fifteen in South Bend? Yeah, right?
2: and he starts running away, and it looks—that's a surprise because
1: I heard uh, I heard Pete was doing really good with black people. So yeah, That's yeah, a, he's, yeah. he's their white me. savior. I've heard no, according he's to complete
0: trash, and even the even the uh, gay community and the trans community is starting to disown him. Right, you know what I mean? They're starting to see through the bullshit, which we need. Like, if you have like trans or gay friends that think that Pete Buttigieg judge is like a radical or a progressive candidate, you need to reach out to them and educate them. Yeah,
2: I don't even think that those people would be thinking that he's radical. They're probably voting for him because they think he's yeah, not yeah. radical. I mean, the majority of Buttigieg supporters I've seen online have been overwhelmingly like white, gay, professional type men like white collar business who people. who have probably said the n-word in the past 2 years. Yeah, they just I mean, want to they... say the n-word. They just want to
0: listen to Eminem <laughs> yeah. and just be able to say the n-word
1: and all that good shit. But
2: like wave a rainbow flag around while they're doing it. <laughs>
1: It's become extremely apparent this week that the Democratic establishment will literally kill itself before it allows Bernie Sanders to win. Yeah. Yes. Uh a thousand percent. NYT did a, a bunch of interviews with some of the superdelegates, and uh, their subtitle is, uh, Democratic Party officials, including 93 superdelegates, found overwhelming opposition to handing Mr. Sanders the nomination if he fell short of a majority of delegates. Most of the concerns, of course, fall along electability concerns and as i said
2: earlier like the whole electability thing that's a non-issue they they don't want him elected and they know that he has the potential to be should he become the nominee which would directly threaten their class interest so that i'm just like how does the guy carry the like first three primary states in the history of the democratic party and you're telling me that this fucking guy is unelectable it's, yeah. he's
1: already been elected. Well, yeah, yeah, there was well, a um yeah. one of the people in that NYT article, his name is William Owen, and there was another piece about him this week as well that uh was pretty revealing. It said uh, <clears throat> a Tennessee-based Democratic National Committee member backing an effort to use the so-called superdelegates to select the party's uh, presidential nominee, potentially subverting the candidate with the most voter support, is a Republican donor and healthcare lobbyist. As in, yes, this man got caught donating <laughs> to the fucking Republican yeah yeah fucking party to, in, in in multiple fucking instances yeah, hands, as well two hands of the same that's fucking, where they're
0: fucking calling the shots from like the Republicans are telling the Democrats how to fuck Bernie Sanders right yeah
1: you know you know the old DNC saying it's um keep your friends close and your enemies literally inside of you right, right, right. <laughs> literally. Inside in of you, in folks. Yeah. So when he gets found, fi- when he gets found out, he made literally the excuse. He's like, "Well, I mean, I'm a lobbyist, so I have to ensure that I have access to both sides." That was his excuse. Um, access, yeah, which kind ex- of totally explains it, access. access, and
0: opportunity. Yeah. And prosperity. Right. And it's like in <laughs> the words. And, <laughs> and then the DNC, it's just,
1: it blows my mind because then, like, the DNC wants to point at itself and be like, no, 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 what are you talking about? We're not all the same. What, no, of course not. No, we're not. Like, right. did you no. hear
0: about the Pete Booted judge uh, campaign and what they posted about how, like, when the uh, lights went out? And the uh, oh, hands went up. Oh my up. God! And Cringe. no one, no one could tell Listen, who was black and who was white. I'm just say it. Blo- There's, 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 there's <laughs> two.
1: There's two other like podcasts podcast have covered as that as enough right, this right, week. Right, right. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll skip that skip part. That one. Yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But they're totally racist as <laughs> fuck. Uh, another fun little headline in Florida: uh, two Democrats are suing to get Bernie off the ballot. Oh, I saw the since shit. he is uh, technically an independent. So they're
2: they're like that's that's like gonna be dead in the water. Yeah, but they're not. Uh, the that fact they're how trying is fucking
1: like fucking insane. Like the 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 moderate. I'm gonna quote be unquote, real. I'm gonna be real. Democrats are. I'm
2: gonna be real with y'all. I did not hate Florida as much as I ever have in my life until that fucking poll came out with Bloomberg leading our state. Oh my god, that is Yo, the most Florida shit I've listen. ever seen, and it made me hate the state even more.
0: I saw something absolutely disgusting and ritualistically vile. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a fucking abandoned house in Tampa and gentrified, like, Seminole Heights area. Right. And it was covered. I shit you not. It was covered in in Mike Bloomberg oh, no. campaign posters. These motherfuckers went on abandoned, <laughs> an abandoned house on private property and put all like all of these Mike Bloomberg posters up in a gentrified neighborhood, a heavily gentrified neighborhood. And how is that not the biggest like ironic fuck you?
2: I mean, I'm not surprised at all with that fucking guy, but what a piece when I of saw the, absolute when shit. I saw that shit with our state, I was just like, like oh there my are too many
0: old, I'm gonna say it. There are too many old people in Florida. Yeah. And we need to let some of them to Meet for the coronavirus. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying if you want to come here from Wuhan, the Wuhan <laughs> oh my God, Matt, no. province or whatever. I'm not saying don't come to Miami or Key West.
1: <laughs> But I'm not not saying that either. You know what? You know what, guys? You know what I'm saying about this week? Hmm. Do you guys find it strange that that Harvey Weinstein <laughs> he got convicted of only two out of five counts of like do you, rape? Do you find it weird that Harvey Weinstein campaigned harder for Hillary Clinton than Bernie Sanders? did? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Um this it's week a cabal. it came out Listen, uh, it's a
0: cabal it's a it, it cartel and a cabal Billionaire
1: <laughs> rapist uh, Harvey Weinstein bundled more than 1.4 million dollars for Hillary Clinton in 2016 <laughs> Woo that's a totally normal shit I mean let's, let's be real
2: the establishment of politics and the economic sector of this country is ran by pedophile lizard demons um <laughs>
0: like fucking Mark Zuckerberg yeah <laughs> He's probably just like deleting and banning someone who posted a picture of titties dude,
2: on dude. Facebook okay so kind of right unre- now. kind of unrelated but related to that Harvey Weinstein shit i did not realize speaking on this whole the class intersection of politics with these lizard demon child fuckers um the So there was an instance where, like, I guess uh, Jeffrey Epstein, like, he was basically able to, like, either launder money or, like, he got a shitload of money (laughs) under the table from fucking Bill Gates for, quote favors that bill gates owed to epstein and epstein epstein is a guy who's like never made like when they looked at his record has like only made like one ever like stock exchange deal and yet somehow like bill gates owed him a favor anyway they're all fucking connected they eat children and worship moloch and that's it
1: (laughs) also i was i was gonna lead into um (laughs) Axios reported earlier this week that uh, Hillary Clinton is going to make her own podcast.
2: I already see in my head the listener of that podcast, and I want to blow my fucking Listen, minds out.
1: Please,
0: consider donating to us before you ever donate <laughs> yeah. or become a patron of the Hillary Clinton podcast.
2: Yes. We will definitely spend it more wisely. Instead, or, of, instead of giving it to the millionaire or the the millions and billions of dollars you're going to donate to us. Instead of giving it to a bunch of pedophile demons, we're going to get more weed for Matt's packs. We're going to, we're going to get more brews for the boys. Yeah. We're going to buy more wings. We're going to just overall live a better communist utopia here
1: at the entry level left headquarters in the basement (laughs) of Nike. Do you think Hillary Clinton's podcast is going to be like the IMF and like give loans to other podcasts? Well, I and, think it's okay. going to... I and take, and back, everything, listen, I take back
2: everything I just said. I want one of those loans. I, <laughs> want, it, I
1: want it to be called... <laughs> More pod- loans for leftist podcasts. I
0: want Hillary Clinton's podcast to be called Pod Save Benghazi.
1: <laughs> yes. I need austerity measures on all adjacent yes. podcasts. Yes. Like, no beers during production. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See, they would give us that loan, and
2: then we, they would send in a, another podcaster yo, to take over this need, <laughs> podcast. We
1: need an
0: IMF loan. <laughs> yeah, need, not going to lie.
2: We need, it, we need one of the to be loans. When
0: we rearrange the Patreon d- um, uh, contribu- uh, contribution tiers, one of them is going to be that
1: yeah <laughs> imf loan yeah european
0: yeah. you imf <laughs> loan to us
2: you you give us low the money and it has an insanely high interest rate that we can never repay, never pay back we're, we're forever indebted to you and
0: our g and you own our gdp <laughs> basically right
2: and our entire physical infrastructure and nathan personally
1: yep <laughs> i'm but,
0: yours <laughs> just something i want to mention real quick before we go into our Wild card question segment would be uh this article entitled uh it's an opinion piece from new york times strangely enough after we were just mentioning them in another it's an opinion piece called bernie sanders can beat trump here's the math you know um and it and one paragraph in there states almost all of the current polling Data shows Mr. Sanders winning the national popular vote. In the most recent national polls testing Democratic candidates against Mr. Trump, Sanders beat him in every single one with margins varying from 2% to 6%. This has been the case for nearly a year now with Mr. Sanders outpolling. The president in sixty seven of seventy-two head to head polls since
1: March. No, no, I mean that's not true because like the the TV told me that he was non electable. <laughs> Chris Matthews said <laughs> that the TV told I, me.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Uh obviously, I, I I think what what is often understated is like here's here's the reality. The suburban white voter that voted for Trump is going to vote for Trump again. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a fact. I don't give a shit about that vote. Like
0: women, women voted so much in favor of Trump. White like, women, white, white women, women,
2: yes. women Primary,
0: alarmingly voted yes in favor of Trump. Right,
2: but what I'm saying is the uh, the vote that people just I feel like these pundits don't take into consideration heavily are two two classes of voters. First-time voters, meaning people who never give a shit about elections but have now been like energized to actually come out and vote. Sanders has a huge track with them. The other is the disenfranchised voter, the person who voted for Obama for two terms but then, due to their life circumstances, wanted to just throw a wrench into the system, burn the whole thing to the fucking ground, and instead voted for Trump instead of Hillary. Those are two huge groups that if Sanders has a national platform... He will carry swimmingly, in addition to the majority of Democratic voters who regularly vote. We often forget that while Trump, as, as popular as he is with his base, he did lose the popular vote. If you have a candidate who can actually energize first-time voters and those people who were disenfranchised enough last time to vote for Trump, You're talking about a a pretty solid victory. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. It's probably going to be really close. But this is a populism that energizes far, far more people across the United States than the populism espoused by Donald Trump, especially given the fact that now after four years, we've seen that Drain the Swamp was strictly rhetorical. It, It has no real material basis
0: i mean they're all parts like pelosi donald trump they're all the swamp well <laughs> I well mean,
2: no but i mean donald trump's like the people he has been appointing to his cabinet positions are bad are, are they're not <laughs> like they're bad. they're not other right-wing populists like you know like desantis type whatever They're just like fail they're, sons no no like, no they're like full-on scary ass like lobbyists like yeah. like tobacco lobbying people in like the the cdc you know like Oil and gas company representatives and lobbyists house are running the EPA. I mean like like doomsday shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's wild that a company that has like a vested fucking interest in like the destruction of the earth. Right. Is in charge of these like scientific oh, programs that die. should be right. protecting the public good, but they are literally killing us.
2: Right. But that's that's the point that I'm making is that's what liberalism uh, does. Uh, someone to someone like Sanders is going to carry a lot more weight in a general election than someone like Trump. Trump honestly was a fluke reaction to the extreme unpopularity of someone like Hillary Clinton. Sanders is the most popular fucking politician in the entire United States there's not that many people are going to be turned off by the socialism word other than suburban middle-class shitheads and Wall Street coastal elites. And that's just a fact. Pretty much. That's just a fact.
0: Yeah, I think that brings us to our final segment, which is the wildcard questions. So some of our new audience uh, or new listener base can get to know some of our interesting answers to interesting questions. Um, the first question I want to ask both of you and I'll answer too. um, if you had to pick and you just have to pick, what do you think the most important civil or human right is? And I'll go first. I would say one of the most important, not necessarily the most, but an important one would be freedom of the press to disseminate information and make people aware of the facts and the truth to get, you know, whether it's one story or two different stories, just representations, uh, un, um, uncorrupted and just unbiased representations of real facts in the media. I think those are important to maintain a free society.
1: I think, like, I've been thinking a lot about this week about sort of like what is the most ascendant value Mm -hmm. that we need. And honestly, I I really do feel like democracy, Mm -hmm. right? That sounds so cheesy, so corny. It's it's such an easy answer. I feel like democracy is really, Mm -hmm. really the choice. Like, when you go back and you look at all these, these sort of like Cuba, for example, that we brought up, or the Soviet Union, especially like in the early days, Mm -hmm. when you look at like where they failed, it was that like they didn't have any sort of democratic, Accountability. Right. Yeah. You know? And the only reason we can look back in history and people can be like, no, they were bad is because they weren't democracies, you know? Right, right. And like when I think on an individual level of like how does democracy work, it's that like when we look at any sort of subject, we all agree that like the answer is whatever is is socially acceptable whatever socially acceptable is whatever is socially useful you know what i mean Mm. like we can all decide together what one specific term means we Mm. can decide like what it means to be a man can be amended Mm -hmm. to exactly what we think it should be you know what i mean like society can all agree in those types of things and like i kind of realize that democracy is similar in that way it's an extension of like what we see as a reality not just as like sort of like this vague political Uh, like agreement that we have, mm-hmm. but actually, like as an individual, you need to agree with those around you on sort of what any sort of term means, what any sort of like value is. You know, that's the only way to sort of get yourself from like your personal opinion into like an actual valid like right. political platform. You know,
2: yeah, I think what I was well, what I was initially going to say until hearing both of your answers, um, I think what I was initially going to say was the right for someone to have the means to materially reproduce themselves in a sust- substantial way long term meaning right to housing right to a healthy and equitable environment right to uh you know healthcare all those sorts of things that allow someone to comfortably be able to you know maintain themselves maintain themselves long term but I could see how someone can make an argument. Well, that could be done under some very dystopic conditions. But so that's why it's hard. Because while I would say that, you know, how do you have that without it also being extremely radically like that's the thing I always say. It's not just democracy; it's radical democracy. Like, yeah. like a democracy that we've never actually yeah, yeah. seen before. Beyond what the U.S. Right, offers, right, right, like right. not that kind of beyond democ- right, democracy. Right. You know? Um, you know, one where the masses actually rule compared to a small minority of, you know, money bags. But then also, I don't know how you can have that without having exactly what you were talking about. Media yeah. accountability that holds power accountable, regardless of their strict adherence to political ideology, you know, like someone, something that's just, they're always going to be critical of everything, not because they want to just to be critical for critical sake, you know, or to have a job or whatever, but to make sure that things are being done for the most people in the most just way. So I'm going to stick with what I originally said, but I would say, I don't know that that could exist without the two things you guys listed.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the last question is an interesting one. I want to ask what y'all's ideal, or most favorable vice president and president combo would be damn. And I'll go first. So I would say I would like to see Bernie Sanders and Nina Turner.
1: Yeah. Oh man, honestly I have I have not put too much thought into the vice president. Question. <laughs> Obviously the first answer. Right. President Bernie motherfucking Sanders. But second you know, uh, maybe I'll toss it to, maybe I will toss it to Liz Warren, because you know what? She is a wonk, and she loves to chase down people and call them out on shit in a very subtle, soft way. And maybe she'll be good with the kind of soft power that you have to have in the vice presidency. So I know think so? I know she was, uh, you know, I, I don't quite forgive her for her previous trans- transgressions. Um, That's why I wouldn't trust her. Like I don't. Know but if I, I might. Would I might her. take her as vice president. You know. And the other part too, when it comes to the vice president, is uh, I also think that she right now is absolutely miserably failing in polling in right. her own state. So I get worried that if Bernie did win, Sand uh, uh, Warren could very well not really do very well ne- in her next election, considering yeah. she is literally almost non-viable in polls right. in her own state yeah, right now. Which
2: I can't wait for people to be like how dare Bernie Sanders primary a woman in her own state? Get ready for that one. Just, yeah, just say, just, just get ready for that one. Cause know, we're not in an election or anything. Um, okay. You def- gotta
0: really hate your elected official to not <laughs> right in a state that they govern to she's, not vote is, for them. She is
2: unpopular. There. You gotta
0: really fucking hate your representative. Yeah, she's,
2: she's pretty unpopular there. Um, but anyway, uh, I would say President Sanders, Vice President. I mean, who do I really want? Who do I really Joe, Joe want? Joe motherfucking Biden. Defi- <laughs> Joe. Definitely Joe Biden. Swamp no. Diamond Joe. Um, um, Swamp man Joe. Yeah, no. Uh, who Joe. who I really want is Nina Turner. Um, I really, really, really think that she's just a fucking boss. And yeah. she's definitely yeah, who yeah. I'd want. She's definitely someone I trust enough that if Bernie Sanders kicked the bucket like we'd still, could, we still we yeah. would actually have someone who's not just as progressive as Sanders but arguably to the left of Sanders. Yeah, that, she's what,
0: what much more radical than Sanders. Um
1: that's what I, I I don't I don't really like understand how people always get very like like oh what if Bernie dies it's like so what Right. You think I give a fuck? If right. you told me right now to my face that Bernie Sanders will die <laughs> right. on day 2 in office, right. I would still vote for him. Yeah, like what do, well, well, I, yeah, what do you think I am? What do you think I am? It's it's about the movement, it's not about the, the individual. Movement. Yeah, yeah which i think is you is know showing.
0: like you know any of like a lot of people like especially nina turner would take up that mantle yeah yeah,
1: yeah for sure and here's the good news if he dies on, if he dies on day two we know that bloomberg was guillotined on day one right, so right. that's all that matters in <laughs> central
0: um, park right next to chris matthews yep.
1: uh
2: no it, so so that piece of
0: shit oh, i would no. say
2: i would say maybe nina turner or definitely nina turner is who i'd want um I think people who are he's subject to possibly pick could be Rashida Tlaib, even though she's new just because she is old enough and she's super fucking progressive. Sanders seems like the person who would pick someone to the left of him. He doesn't get he doesn't give me vibes that he would pick a kind of middle of the road. Yeah. Warren could be smart, but I don't think it would be in a general election because I think she's fucking hated like I mean I'm, I'm sorry like yeah as as the Democratic like v- primary has yeah. already showed she's not she's not doing well with Democratic voters she's not trust she's not gonna seem trustworthy to them either because of how she's flip-flopped they're gonna shit. make she's gonna and, make
0: Bernie look bad and, and, because and, she literally lied
2: about him. yes and I got and, and if you think Trump won't seize on that shit, absolutely he will. And, and he's going to be on that Pocahontas game. That shit slaps. That shit slaps. It literally It, it resonates. All he's got to get up there and be like, listen, Pocahontas, you're yelling at me. You're really loud. You're so mean. Why are you so mean? Pocahontas. You know, and that's all Her he has full to name say. is
0: Elizabeth Warren dances with bears. <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's but all he has to do is say shit like that, and people just like they it, it would make us like a kind of lib dem or centristy kind of non voter. I think it would take a someone who's usually a non voter and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about this. You know, they might focus. They might focus more on her than Sanders. That's the only thing uh, I worry yeah. about.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm not even joking. I do worry about what yeah. would happen in Massachusetts if uh, she doesn't. Uh, yeah, make Massachusetts it this... is kind
2: of a scary place. Like in terms of centrist politics, like yeah. who would replace her would likely be a no fucking idea. basically a Republican lobbyist, Probably. but would be under the Democratic. Law. Yeah,
0: Massachusetts
2: is that's like, a hotbed of New England capital. Like it's
0: that it's like so many rich people live there yeah, like, yeah to live in the area you have got to be rich
2: well and at least in like yeah yeah i mean who the fuck knows any everything's unpredictable at this point i think bernie's gonna go over the need to turn around yeah that's what i think all right folks that closes out another episode another bonus episode rather of the entry level left If you have any questions about anything we talked about tonight, hit us up on Facebook, check out our show notes that will be posted later. And as always, thanks for listening.